space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, Sir Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Take these broken wings. Dragon! How we doing, everyone? Yay! All the NG. And we've got not one, not two, but three episodes of Strange New Worlds to talk about. Now, and we it have wasn't in all sorts of trek news. Oh my god. Right. So it wasn't entirely our fault. We we missed one week. We thought we can catch up with two. And then they pulled a fast one at San Diego Comic Con and said we're doing another episode. And so here we are. Yeah. I mean, it was my fault last week. The wheels fell off. Quite a literal well, way. No, no, actually, well, no literal wheels fell off. Well, what we found last week, last week, and we're glad that squeeze back with us first. So welcome back. And we're glad that you're almost back in one piece. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it got put I, back in. I think what we found out last week was Squeeze not a big boy, and he's not ready to take the stabilizers off yet. Fuck no, I, I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, that's me and bikes down, I'm pretty sure. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, sorry, mate, that's week... the only dig, only wind up I'll have it. Yeah, go for it, please. Like, if, about if, that, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, for anyone who doesn't know, last uh, Wednesday I was cycling home from work. And uh, I was on one of the higher bikes. I went to push the brakes down, which didn't for a second come on. And then suddenly really did come on. And I went, uh, the sort of back wheel reared up and I landed arm first onto the road um, with the weight of myself and the bike. Managed to dislocate my uh, shoulder, uh, chip a bit of bone and uh, give myself a fracture all in the same spin. Um, yeah, after about three hours on the roadside, literally just laying on the road, hearing the traffic go past me, which, oh, oh, oh great for your psyche at a moment like that. Um, yeah, I finally got taken to hospital. And yeah, um, can we just check when they repaired you, they didn't like have a Vulcan there and accidentally make you into a Vulcan because they thought that was the correct instructions or anything like that? No, what they did was they um, removed my Vulcan emotional control, though, and it turns out uh, I didn't fucking have any for the last couple of series anyway, so fuck it, what does it matter? We'll Vulcans get don't matter anymore, turns out Vulcans don't matter. <laughs> so, Trek news, first of all. <laughs> Elliot, you've got some Trek news for well, us before we dive into the many episodes. Well, it was all from San Diego, we got, like, the new trailer for Strange New for um, Lower Decks. We know Lower, so we know Lower Decks is September the seventh, is it? Yeah, and I did see someone saying that they spotted Lita and Rom in Lower yeah. Decks. So maybe we'll get more DS Nine, yeah, which I um, enjoy. We got a poster for Episode Nine of Strange New Worlds, um, yeah. Subspace Rhapsody. So we go to mm -hmm. our first ever musical episode. So yep. let's all uh, have our best voices on for that one. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, it was just stuff from San Diego Comic Con, and obviously they dropped episode seven of Strange New Worlds like a week. Did. 
they showed it in the big hall and then they said you know what you can have it and to be fair i'm glad they did because they showed it to so many people yeah that have been leaks all over social media about it so that i know it's from our point of view we have to cover three episodes this week but Paramount did the right thing and they've released it worldwide to everyone. Let's face it, you've got two things in play here. One is, I mean, I think we've just revealed all the news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con this time with the writers and the actor strike and everything. Mm -hmm. There were slim pickings. And so they did want to make a splash of the stuff they did put out there. So releasing it to everyone was smart. But also, yeah, I get when they release something a bit early for Comic-Con, and like if they release it, say a week later, fair enough. Like with this, it's a full episode, so it's a bit different. So I'm glad they yeah. released it pretty much just after. But it's when they release it, and then it's like months afterwards, the rest of us get it. That really does take yeah. it. If you want to give an exclusivity to Comic Con, to that degree right where they, they hold on it for so long sometimes, it just takes the piss out of the rest of people. Yeah, I remember many, many years ago, I went to Empire Magazine, did a, like, a, it wasn't a convention, it was just a, a, a selection, almost like a film festival that they did in London. And they had one of the big things was, like, a load of the studios brought the sizzle reel for upcoming films. And we had to sign like a non-disclosure thing. And at the time, it had a clip of the first amazing Spider-Man film, the first Andrew Garfield one. And it had the lizard in it. And it was the first time like anyone had seen the effects for the lizard, but we weren't allowed to talk about it. And I remember on the internet after that, there were leaks and from like toys and they were like, oh God, the lizard can't look like that. It's shit. And I had to be like, yeah, it is and it does, but I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trailer. Um, so that was good fun. Um, but yeah, and the weird thing, it's just occurred to me that we'll probably have to have a week off next week because there won't be a new episode yes. tomorrow. I was going to yeah, say yes. there is one, isn't there? Yeah, oh, they brought, they brought the schedule forward. Right forward. Oh, even better yeah. then. Brilliant. They brought, they brought the schedule forward, so. Oh, that's even better. I can't remember. Okay. So we get, I think we get two weeks between the end of this and lower deck starting. Yeah, because it's, it, it's a big day for me tomorrow. I not only get up, eat, sleep, and use the toilet, but also mm. I get to go to physio and a new episode of Strange New World. So it's all go right here in the household. The amount of things I'm able to do now. Ooh. That's yeah. like but, a full week's oh, worth of yeah. stuff. It's, you it's, you've it's just been an overachiever. I think that's probably the most important thing people do realize that there is still a new episode of Strange New Worlds tomorrow. Not to think yeah. that we've got this week early and we'll have a, have a gap. Yeah, I'm just checking it. No, you are absolutely right. July 27th and then August the 3rd, then August the 10th. Yeah, so... Hey, look, I keep on telling you, anytime me and Elliot agree on something, it has to be fact. It has to be right. Well, speaking of you two agreeing, let's move on to our first episode then, which was charades. Um, Because we're covering a lot, we're not going to break it down in as much of minute detail as we usually do, but to jog anyone's memory... This is the one where Spock got turned into a human and comedy shenanigans ensued. And I've already spoken to Elliot briefly about this episode, so I've kind of got a feel for where he's coming from. I Actually, since I've seen the crossover episode, I have a completely different view of what's happening Ooh. with Spock. 
and I've okay. and, I've been, and I've got a a theory that's well out there of what I think is has actually gone on, and I think the clue was in season one. Oh, okay. Thank God we need a million more one, uh, million and one more explanations for why he's being emotional because they haven't fucking laid on enough right now. Well, before you two get into it, a little detail that I noticed right at the start when Mabenga is quizzing Chapel on her studies and whatnot, he asks her to recite Corby's theories. Now, could this be a reference to Roger Corby, her future fiance? Oh, it could be. Because they were also around Shatner 5 or whatever it was called. They were, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Kirkon? Kirkon. Kirk, Kirk, yeah, the Kirkonites or something. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the sort the of thing true. you'd call aliens in another show as like a wink well, to Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go on then, Dr. Squee. Start us off. Tell us what your thoughts were on the journey that Spock went on in this episode. Well, I was like, okay, you know what? I've complained, but they've obviously they've listened to not only me but the other fans. Like they, they obviously felt because these are all recorded in advance. They obviously felt that there's going to be some people who aren't pleased with seeing a Spock, which each week has a different reason why they're being emotional. Uh, and it's always put down to a different thing, but to the point where him being logical is fucking just out the window and just doesn't matter anymore. He's more emotional at times than he is logical. There, there have been trailers, there have been previously ons for episodes which have nothing to do with his emotions, where all they show clips from, like in the second one of the three we're going to talk about, all the clips were of him being emotional out of character. Well, when does it become in character? Anyway, so I'm thinking, so they want to do, so what they want to do is bring us back over by giving us 10 minutes of unadulterated Spock. Like, it's like, this is what you could have won. This is him being Leonard Nimoy's ghost. He's being so logical, so factual. He he He's a bit pesky about crumbs. I don't mind that. I don't mind that bit of quirkiness. I'm only human. I like a bit of quirkiness to my Spock. But you need to show the sheer bulkiness for the emotionality to make any sense. Then 10 minutes in, they go, fuck you, Squee, we were just doing it to prank you. That's how I feel about this episode. They've got, uh, like, full-on Falcons just going, oh, this is delicious, yum! Oh, why are you finding that delicious? I am angry at that, but I don't show any emotions. They literally had, in two back-to-back -back scenes, them going, a, a Vulcan showing emotions? And then I think it was actually the, it might, it's the scene before scene afterwards when uh, uh, Spock's bride to be says like uh, how is that supposed to make me feel it's not you're a vulcan fuck off um that's sort of a little susan i hope i'm giving too much away that's a little susan of what i think about this episode see i think the big clues uh actually in the crossover episode because boiler is actually saying what you're saying i know spots not right this is and you get mariner as well what that's not right. And and they they they're doing what us as the audience. And I think it's very deliberate that all this is wrong. And it's all around Spock to bring and her family and to bring uh, with the jailkeeper of Cyborg who's escaped, who has that power of altering people that we see in Star Trek Five. And I think he's at the root of all this. They keep doing they keep doing flashbacks uh, previously on Strange New Worlds, and they keep showing the gone, the gone episode where Spock punches the wall. 
But mm. not, the, there's never any flashback to previously on Shrek. Always where the episode with Tupring where he has to fake with um, Nurse Chapel. They do it in this episode. Yeah, they do that. They do it a bit, but I mean, it, what they're doing at the beginning and stuff. But they never yeah, they go. They're, they're they not once have they mentioned the game how Cybox escaped and Tupring was his jailer. That's yeah, I mean that, that that might be, but it's still and I've got a feeling that all of this that's happening with Spock with the emotions, how her family was acting, how she's acting, that the root cause is going to be Cybox doing something. Mm. I mean, even if I like that. What? But it still doesn't make any canonical sense to have all the Vulcan in it. Like, and no one questions it. it. It's just into Pring's family. Yeah, but, but then, but then wouldn't, wouldn't, right, even the, if it was just into Pring's family, even if it was just into Pring's family, what about the rest of the Vulcan society not saying anything to them or commenting on it? There's no nothing raised about that. There's nothing about Amanda Grayson. She didn't say shit, which she would notice them acting, acting emotionally first, and she would raise questions. I'm sorry, it still makes no sense canonically, even if they... They probably are doing that. I, I'm, I'm not saying your theory's wrong. I'm just saying it still doesn't explain shit. Because the writers mm. have even said, look, some of the stuff we do, we spot fans aren't going to like, but trust us, we know what we're doing and it will work. It yeah, will make okay. sense. But it involves, at the end of it, everyone on, Klingon, uh, on Vulcan uh, having their minds wiped so they don't know about all this because otherwise they would have questioned well i do think there's going to be some mind wipes because there's got to be some part where spock and uh, nurse chapel have the mind wipes about the the relationship because mm -hmm. we have that or, or spock does at least because we see it in the original series when in um, a mock time when she takes in the soup in and he throws it her and bones goes you, you always try trying but you don't get anywhere that she obviously has the feelings still but it's been wiped from spock and it's all in this period something's being done to him it's is but again like why would anyone on the enterprise or anyone in starfleet be questioning like they are treating them as if they are being as vulcan as any version of vulcan we've ever seen in the original series that's yeah, how they treat them no 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 sorry one second mate let me finish if they're saying that that this turns out to be something else, something external like Cybok, and it'll be all explained in the end, why are the Enterprise crew not questioning any of it so far? Why are they accepting that? But people are, though, a bit with Spock. People are saying that. He's no, they treat him as if he's being Vulcan. They are still saying it's like Vulcan showing emotion, and they've shown emotion a million and one times, and they've not questioned it. They are saying, like, when they were giving him lessons on how to act more Vulcan, it's like, uh, you have to talk even flatter. In a way, he never fucking does, because he's always showing emotion in every episode. They <laughs> can't leave the emotion button alone. Like, in the original series, the reason why it was so good was, they, like, they didn't try and make everything about Spock about his uh, emotional lack thereof. He had so many facets, but that kept consistent. So that when you did have an episode where they showed him to be emotional it meant something because it's like fuck this really is like they've done so well of not hitting that button once that when they do it hits hard where they hit it every episode by the time you get to this one it means nothing it just it just does i'm sorry i, I don't get like this should have been a fun little episode and it would have been fine if they made all the other episodes him being supremely logical and her family being logical in any way now Putting the whether they're being logical or not aside, I did enjoy to bring's mum and dad's dynamic. How he was, oh, these are nice, and then she's like, oh, I don't think you knew. Oh, no, 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 they're awful. 
And it, it reminded me of, do you remember the fast show where they had they had the couple and she'd always go, oh, and I said, this was horrible. What did I say, right? Oh, you said it were horrible, love. And it just reminded me of them too. It's like he expresses <laughs> his own thoughts and then she says, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, no, of course not. No, no, that's that's horrible. I, enjoy, I thought that was a funny I, dynamic between I, the two I, of them. I always thought that Vulcan should go, oh, yummy, before they eat stuff. That's such a logical thing. I love it. It's great. You're right. Well, I think I think you've also got that a little bit that they're trying to be in a diplomatic way because Captain Pike's hosting. Mm -hmm. She's not. She's having none of it. Diplomacy is never involved uh, being emotional. Never. Never, 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 never. Okay, let's move briefly away from the Vulcans. Something else I liked was the alien and how it was like talking to an automated message from a call center it was like it was a call center it, it was yeah it was like we've repaired your thing it's all but you've not done it right you are not allowed to put in a complaint after the after restitution has been made and it was just like nope you've missed the window it, to do it it was almost like like they got the cop you made the call and it was like an auto one of like you say an automated one but it's like press one so you press one and you get these options yeah Press two and you get these options. Yeah, I thought Press that was good fun. And... <laughs> no, you you see, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it, guys. I really am. <laughs> but like, even with this, like every time Pike is put on the spot in this episode, he just kind of just goes, um, blah, blah. like he's talking to that automate, like would sound like an automate. I get, I get what they were going for with that, but it was like mm -hmm. when he's talking to it and he realizes they're talking fast, as opposed to getting to the point, he goes like, uh, oh, you repaired one of our people not oh you did a medical procedure and it went wrong like you know he always uses words which purposely doesn't say what they've done wrong with him like almost like it's scripted that way to be obtusely avoid it uh but it's like he had plenty of time he could have gone in there with like sorry but like look you keep on rushing me on but like you you, you accidentally made a mistake with one of our crew members he doesn't he never cuts the jc and then later no. on when he's asked about like um oh so what did happen with spock is like no, he's finally can return to his duties. Or like, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to be on half shift rotation. He could have just said it's like, well, he's he's on a special mission or he is so wounded from his thing. He can't possibly do a dinner. There's no, like the force, the stakes all feel so forced here. Yeah. Like, the... It's coming straight out of a sitcom plot from the 70s, you know, where the boss has got to come around for work that night. Can't be another night. You couldn't reschedule. You couldn't possibly do this, that and the other. Like. And like yeah, the, mistakes with Spock, like they, they talk as if he's going to die if they don't have this done. They have the scene where Chapel is wooed by him being more human. And then the next thing she's saying is like, well, we've got to finish this right now. They don't give any time to establish why it's important to have him as the him he used to be. Like it, she just seems to love him how he is now. They've got no future reason for knowing that he's got to be supremely emotional. So why are the stakes so important to get him repaired it's because if they don't do the ritual properly then it'll ruin his thing with to bring and everything no i get that um, no, no, but that's two separate things so it's basically why you couldn't just say oh well he's unconscious he can possibly be at this dinner he's like he, he's not able to sit at a dinner table like he's not think, physically able to do this ritual or I why think the they implication say, is that the to bring's mother wouldn't accept that yeah, but yeah, that's it, so it's forced. Possible, it's possible. I know it is so forced. Many, I agree. But, but they do make the thing that because of his missions, he's uh, 
postponed it so many times that they've taken the effort to actually come to the Enterprise. He's been injured in a shell accident, for fuck's sake. I know they're Vulcans, but they're not idiots. <laughs> Why is this? Yeah, so they easy? definitely, yeah, they could have put some makeup on him and had like his head hanging off or something. And then, ah, okay, okay, we'll do it next week. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but why is it so important, though, to have him fixed to be Vulcan? I get it. We Obviously, because we know what's important. she'll know if he can't do the mind meld. That's no, 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 the, but, no, where no, it all they, hinges they around. I get it, but I'm saying. They disobey uh, Pike's order to go and get the operation done for him, which involves a tablet being taken, but fine, okay. Uh, but when they're going to do that, they act as if he's going to die without, but like he'll live, he'll just be human. Like it, they would risk three lives. Well, it's a bit like um, Vulcan. It's a bit like it's not quite the same as the two of each one, but it's a very no, similar they, one. Like he's, been, he's been altered, so you've only got the human side. And does Spock want to go back to his? To how he was and being himself, probably doesn't, eh? doesn't really get raised if he does or not. No, it's, it's true, they don't mention it really. But I think it's always assumed that he will, they don't talk about it like it's going to be permanent. Well, that's really. what I mean. They assume these things and they force <laughs> these things. There are really no high profile stakes where he has to have this pop, like, and they've got to, of course, it, it's if it doesn't get done within 24 hours, he magically stays human fine uh it just it, it all seems very four stakes to me that's what i'm saying it is and it, it and i i don't think the comedy lands as hard as it could have done and i, I felt the same way with the to bring spock body swap episode like i did i didn't think that played it to its fullest humorous effect it either it was too early to do that. You just met these characters. Yeah, yeah. So no, what's our character for them? I know we know later Spock, but you are now reintroducing this character. You need to see this version before you swap. Them yeah, the the setting up these elaborate situations to get these supposed comedy episodes out of to bring in Spock and the two for two for me of them being mildly amusing, but feeling a bit like a missed opportunity. But that's just. Just my take on it. Um, what about then the ending of the episode? So we've got Tapring and Spock have broken up, though we know obviously they're going to get back together at some point in the future. And I did read something actually that said they've been really careful not to have Ahura meet Tapring because in a mock time when Ahura first sees her on the view screen, she's like, who's she, Mr. Spock? So they they've done quite well to not have those two characters yeah. cross they, paths as of yet. They've kept one bit of the timeline that actually matters. Brilliant. They, have. they, they, they they're happy for Kirk to make like in fact have a relationship at this rate with uh Sung's granddaughter. Yeah, <laughs> Which, I mean if that does come out, like it does surprise me that Kirk when when he you know, in, in Wrath of Khan, when he's trying to wind him up, he could have said, hey, I nailed your great-great-granddaughter. Great <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that would have got a bit of a, a reaction from him. So, yeah, but anyway, that's for, judging by the trailers, probably the musical episode. We're going to have yeah. to talk about that yeah, a little like, bit more. Like, to be fair, Robert, what ups, it's like you've got Khan going, yeah, I screwed uh, one of your science officers. Kirk's going, yeah, well, I did your great-great-granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, you see, just so much they could have argued about that we missed. Um, anyway, 
Yeah, Kirk could have been calling him granddad or something. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> oh, so much fun maybe, we could have had. How should I refer to your great granddad or granddad or daddy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She she called me daddy. Sorry, that'll get confusing. I am wondering though, this is just a long-term speculation, but they have been talking on and off about doing the whole Seti Alpha 5 can miniseries. I wonder if Lan will go and join him on the planet when she hears that he's come back and Ooh. Because th there's nothing to say she didn't. We don't no. know after Kurt and, left and him all, on the planet. And all we and, know is that after the like the other planet blew up, that they had the planetary disaster and a lot of people died. Yeah. So I, I think that could be an interesting way to finish her story up, that she's going to go try and help her ancestor with yeah. this. And then, of course, <laughs> then we could get the actress as a cast member of this new show. But anyway, that's... Oh, you could have her going to the planet, uh, seeing her revenge on what he did to the family name. It could be the Wrath of Lan. Oh, yes. Oh, even better. That's why she's called that. You're right. That's what's yep. going to happen. That's what they're building to. Well done. Get that hashtagged out on on X. Yeah, so we don't use Twitter anymore. Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. Um, um, just uh, just throw out there, though. Um, I do like, uh, <laughs> although it's sort of already been done before, I did like the whole thing of Spock. I've never mind Spock giving it up to his mum. Like, he spends all his life trying to be Vulcan, which is... Sorry, the bit which anchored me to him, like which makes him interesting to me. Uh, he spends all his life trying to desperately to be Vulcan to fit in. But I did like something which 2009 Star Trek brought in, which they've used here, mm -hmm. of him when it comes to his mum. And if someone goes, oh, your disability referring to his mum and his human side, that's when he loses it. That's where he does have a line. Like that is his trigger. That I don't mind. Like that seems such a wonderful addition to the character. He's so logical about everything. But that makes him lose it because he cares about his mum. That that seems primal. That seems like fair, you know. And it's fine that we never really explored that in the original series because it never came up as a plot device. Uh -huh. But that works fairly well for me. And they bring it in here. But again, like, sorry, two thousand nine Star Trek did it better. You've done it fine, but it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I and I forgot, uh, I forgot to check. Is this the same actress as we had as his mum in uh, Discovery? Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. I was, well, I was quite sure I was, but I, had, I just haven't had a chance. And, and, I mean, I don't know about screen time, but I feel like this is the most we've seen of Amanda Grayson on Star Trek in that outfit. Possibly. We've never seen a... Um, I don't want to sound like a horn dog here or anything, but we've never seen a uh, boobalicious version of uh, of Spock's mum before. This well, is we have now. Time. Yeah. And I thought it was disgusting, obviously, and not appropriate for that time of day. Well, that's your cosplay for your next convention sorted. Yeah, I think it'll suit me. So, it finishes with Spock and Chapel getting to know each other very well, which obviously we're going to have to talk about how this fits in with canon and whatnot, but I think probably we don't spend too much time on it in the next two episodes, so I think it's one that will... We'll have to wait and see how they how they land it at the end to see how it pans out. Like, here's a question because we know um, Sarek, Amanda wasn't his only human wife; that he had other human wives. This mm -hmm. is mentioned in, in is it many wives? 
Yeah, it's mentioned in Next Generation that he had another human wife after him. Well, there's Perry oh, after, and yeah, yeah, Amanda. We, we did, yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't... But did he have a human wife before Amanda who could be Cyborg's mum? No, she was a, a Vulcan things, priestess. Was she? Yeah, it well, says she was... A, Right, in the original, okay. um, the original movie when she was in, I think yeah. they, they do mention it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, I was, yeah I was actually, do they say that he was married before? Maybe they do say he was married to her. I think they do. Yeah. So yeah, so he was married to Cyborg. Yeah, so, yes, Sarek was a player. Sarek had loads of wives. He did. I'm not watching Star Trek Five again just to check that. So. <laughs> When I naturally watch it the next time, I'll make a note of it, but I'm not going back when specially. They put, when they let us do a show at the weekend again, I will be watching Star Trek 5. Yes. Because we, uh, we have a new show ready to do. Yes. When we do When Trek Goes Wrong at the Movies, Star Trek 5 will feature heavily, heavily. in that discussion. <laughs> um, right then, the next episode, Lost in Translation, not the Sophia Coppola uh, film. Um, but an episode, and going by the title straight away, yeah, it's going to be in a horror episode. I didn't enjoy this much, uh, this one as much as the comic one last season. Um, I was saying to you guys just before we went on air that when it came to rewatching it to do my notes, this episode felt fairly slow to me. It seemed to take a long time to to get through everything and. Uh, just looking at the, the timestamps on the episode, I think this was 56 minutes, whereas the next episode is only 48 minutes, and that's the one that most people probably would have wanted more of. I'd say that they they made some interesting choices with this one. Like, I mean, again, it's got to be said, the uh, acting by the lady playing Uhura, sorry, remind me of her name, everyone? Um, something Rose Golding, is it? I've but not she... learned the names yet. I've got too many Star Trek casts in my life at the moment to learn all the names. <laughs> but she is she is spectacular. She's wonderful. She's actor. very good. Uh, really yeah. good in this. I never I'm never bored when she's on screen. In fact, I'll I... say that of any of the performances in this episode, but it's I've an interesting this... choice to do this so that you've got um Lan, sorry, you've got the uh, Hemner in there, mm -hmm. but like in one video where you never see him being characterful at all. It's all about the training video. Yeah. He yeah. died. And when you see him at the end, you don't get to have him saying any line. Like even if they had an outtake in the middle of the like video he was recording, like where they stopped it, they play again. And he says something to her, like almost between them doing, oh, let's have a break for a second. Chat to her yeah. and said something which inspired her. That would have been really lovely. Like a human moment between them. Like, sorry, not being to be speciesist. Yeah. But they choose not to do that, and it just seems so weird. Mm. And like you know, and then you put in the Kirk Kirk storyline, which doesn't really get enough time to play out. And basically, I think Kirk's right. I don't get the point. It's like Sam is being a little brat. I'm sorry, he's got promotions yeah. though. Yeah. But they don't explore it at all. I, they don't. I, they don't reveal the point they're trying to make with that. But then they I, close it I off think, at the end. I think they try to do too many things in this episode. I think yeah. I think they're trying to explore some of Kirk before TOS. But I can see why they want to as writers, because it's something new to write about. But it's not something I've ever I've ever sort of craved having 
And it's like they're trying to push it in because he, they haven't got a Gert show. This is a Captain mm. Pike show on, on the Enterprise. So you're only going to get Kirk occasionally. And they're trying to yeah. do too much at once. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed Kirk in this episode. I know we talked about, yeah, is it a case that he's been playing these different facets and he's going to absolutely nail it? And I don't think he absolutely nailed it, but I do feel like this is the performance that feels most like the Kirk that we know. Yeah, I know. I, I, sorry, go, mate. You're still talking. No, no, that's what I was going to say. No, I was just going to add to it that I think the, the last version is pretty much the version we're seeing here. It doesn't seem like they've really changed the goalposts between that version and this one. Um, and it just feels like they've, again, he's playing a blinder. I actually really enjoyed the performance. Like you were saying something which amazed me. He's like 101, I believe you said, Jim. I think. Yeah, I could not believe that. That that actor, Paul Wesley, is 41 years old. Fucking hell. Which makes him. He's younger the, than me. It makes him the yeah. earliest actor. At the point that he assumed the role, he was the oldest actor to take on the role of Captain Kirk. Um, but he's playing the youngest version of Captain Kirk that we've seen, and he looks as an the adult. Before someone says 2009, yeah, we know. Lost in translation reminded me of the TNG episode Night Terrors. Yep. Says Facebook user, yes, very much so. Night Terrors, and there was a bit of um, oh god, what other episodes? Um, there was like a, a bunch of episodes you could throw in here, which it kind of uh, we wove together a little bit. Uh, this is the thing, I think part of the problem with this episode is that Ahura's story is possibly the least interesting part of well, the episode. Yeah. Like, well, I enjoyed all the Kirk stuff. I enjoyed yeah. the stuff with Una and um, Pelia. Just to get back to the Kirk of it all. Um, yeah, so I think he's playing playing it as it's been written very well. I, I, I like the performance, but it's like they seem so pathologically scared of making Kirk a womanizer. And I'm sorry, but that's the main thing. character. You can put what? it in a different light. You can even so show him not hitting off with some ladies because of it. But every time that he, it, they seem to be playing off as if Sans made it up him being a pickup artist, which we saw time and again in the original series. I don't I know. Don't know. I mean, I know he says he wasn't going to hit on Ahura, but he totally was until she said, I don't want hitting on. Like, I was also I was also thinking in this episode, like, this is the first time she meets Kirk, and I know there's all the, was he trying to hit on her, wasn't he? But end of day, he put trust in her during this episode. He did. And he helped her with everything. And this uh, this explains a lot of where her trust comes in Kirk later yeah. on. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, I would have been fine if you'd seen him hitting on other girls, then he genuinely does tend to her in friendship. Like, maybe that's what set their relationship apart from all those girls he was hitting on they met with a bond of friendship like that would have been fine you know and well, especially since he's working way up the <laughs> maybe he doesn't feel comfortable hitting on a bridge bridge officer right at this point in his career i'd even buy that but i'd like to have seen the woman right womanizing around it if you're going to do that uh -huh. like to be fair we get that he was hitting on it but he didn't like just because of what sam had told to her but it doesn't actually hit on the during the episode. It does generally believe what she's doing and sets out to help. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, agree. I, I just agree. think if she hadn't have 
drawn attention to it immediately, I think yeah. he may have hit on her in that situation. <laughs> but we will never know. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Ahura, yeah, she ends up hitting Kirk. And he keeps saying, like, you should never hit an officer. It's like, how many times are you going to say that? I know it's an important point, and you probably shouldn't hit an officer, but it just seemed weird dialogue that he says it over and over again. <laughs> um, Kirk meets Pike then, and now this is a nice little tie back to the original series, because in the menagerie, um, Kirk says, yes, I met Captain Pike uh, when he was promoted to fleet captain. And at the start yeah. of this episode, Pike gets, albeit temporarily, promoted to fleet captain. So it's a, it's oh, a nice. Picked up on that. That's nice. Yeah. That now that, the problem arises nice because what Kirk actually says in the menagerie is, "I met him once when he was promoted to fleet captain." So if they've gone out of the way to acknowledge uh. that, are they going to follow through with that? And Kirk and Pike don't meet again. I guess we'll find no, out. No, no, they're saying he met them once. He met him once when he was fleet captain. What if he oh, met yeah, him, I met him when he wasn't once when he was captain. promoted to fleet captain? I met him many times when he was doing oh. other things. Yeah. Look, they've, they've used shitter excuses on this show, so why not? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. But I, th I think that's a nice bit of above and beyond that they didn't need yeah. to do. Um, to drop that in is quite nice. Um, then. Lan and Kirk actually meet in real life, and she's clearly as taken with Prime Kirk as she was with alt-universe space fleet Kirk. And, yeah, I don't think we've seen the end of that. Well, I know we haven't seen the end of that because I saw the trailer for the musical episode, so... <laughs> um, that's another one I think we've just got to put a bit of a pin in for the time being and um, see how it all... Oh, all pans yeah. out. Yeah. Um, the so the horror thing then. Ultimately, it turns out that it's an alien species that's trying to communicate in a weird way, and a horror works it out because she's the communicator. And I, I don't mind that story, but I feel like Discovery season four, for all its faults in its finale, did do a reasonable stab at the aliens that communicate differently thing. No, it didn't. Did yeah, I was going to say, in one yeah. episode, they did that, what they did over half a series doing this. So yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm and the, yeah. yeah, and the, what, I was going, <laughs> what I was going to say is that Strange New Worlds itself did the same thing in the Comet episode and did it better and in a more condensed fashion. And I feel like this is the same thing again. And it's like, I like that when we're doing a horror stories, we're doing stories about language and about her skills, but we need to mix it up a little bit now because we've had two where yeah. it's a weird communication. And this one, to be fair, she just solves it intuitively, really. There's no no working it out or it's just like, oh right, the community. So this I must mean so. this and, and this and must mean that. And if you're gonna that. do this, you know what like the, again, this is a, a much better way they could have done it. Where you're gonna have the flashbacks to um Hemner doing the instructional video. How about he she starts seeing him next to her all the time? And sometimes he does appear as like this 
dead corpse version. Other times he's instructing her and helping her like he did yeah. in life and giving her little clues, but he's never uh -huh. quite saying it straight. So she's got to kind of figure out the language he's talking yeah, in. But it does yeah, give I you the communication thing, but it does it in a different way. Yeah, yeah it just, been, I, I'm sure the actor would have come back to play the part. Well, he did because he's he did, the yeah, he's there in his yeah. zombie makeup. But yeah, yeah, I just feel like the the plot. Ostensibly, the A plot of this episode is Ahura and the hallucinations and everything else, but I don't feel like that's given much dramatic weight. It's it's really Kirk and how he interacts with Sam and how he interacts with Ahura, which is fine, but it, it takes away from the A plot and just leaves it all a bit meh. I think, I think the A plot was too short for what they were doing. So mm. they've tried to fill it out, but then they've tried to fill it, like, I think filling it out with the stuff with Sam doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, they've also got the uh, C-plot with uh, New Engineer and with uh, Number One. Yeah, I, so I, again, I really didn't mind like, that. Well, which it's fine, but it's like they then pull on the Hemner grief plot, which she doesn't really address prior to that. It just seems Yeah, like it's weird, Alex. Yeah. Oh, I'm annoyed with you because you gave me a C in the academy. No, it's not that. You're upset about Hemmer. Yeah, All right. what you really needed at the beginning was something to do with Hemmer's anniversary of his death, for instance. Then you, everything that happens in this episode calling back to him makes more sense. Yeah. Whereas you've yeah. got two threads of plot which don't intercede at all, which both no. call on Hemner but somehow being they're remembered both... for no reason. You're yeah. right. Yeah, that is weird. Um, and, yeah, it's, um, again, wonderful to see Carol Kane absolutely brilliant as new engineer and everything, but just oh, use her better. Damn it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, that's hey, it. What's her species called? Uh, oh, Lemarians or something yeah. like that. There's, there's a theory floating around at the moment that a uh, Booth Beast also Lemarian. Oh, Lorian. Is it Lorian? Lorian, yeah. that's it. Lorian. Because everyone who's been to the academy is studied with as Booth Beast being the uh, groundskeeper. I would like that a lot if that's and what I they did. That, and I think that's just a... It was only in Next Gen times, wasn't it? Well, from... Yeah, from when you had... But had it's, it. they, they always make jokes yeah, saying he's always been there. So, yeah, yeah if, they, if they make it canon to some extent that he literally has always been there, been that would there. be good fun. <laughs> I also and think, and, and we'll we'll move on to the last episode then. Um, I think they missed a trick by not having Boimler and Mariner recognise Pelia and say, oh, we know you 120 years in the future. Because if oh, yeah. she's that long lived. Yeah, but then uh, again, it takes uh, Elliot's whole thing of the point he's brought up a lot is it, it takes away stakes from her future. It does, yeah. And yes, Facebook user, we are aware Boothby was in Voyager because he was in that episode, The Fight, where it was Mickey from Rocky and Chakotay was the... Oh, and oh, and, and in the, uh, about that episode. the biography of Janeway, he helps her out when... He, yes, he, he does. Groundskeeper at yeah, and he's in... There's an episode with the... What is it? The Herogen, isn't there, where they make a simulation and he's, he's there. Yep. The hologram episode, Facebook user. Yes, that is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, just want to say <laughs> that it's like, no matter how much I was looking forward to this episode, 
I love the fact that the first thing they do with the lower decks characters is they break some rules. Like, isn't that brilliant? Like, the one thing you know that they can't do, the one thing you know for sure, no crazy motherfucker uh, behind the writing stuff of any Star Trek is ever going to start in Cartoon and then go to real life. Like, we've just all established that that's definitely not going to happen. What do they do first thing? Fucking I love you guys. Like, it's just brilliant. Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> it's like, you can't be, and I love it. Like, this is where... It's like they did honor to both shows really well. Like you thought it was going to be a strange new world episode with a few wacky moments with the uh, uh, lower decks cast. Instead, mm. you get honor to both shows. Like you get both kind of visiting each other's worlds in a way. Like yeah, you do. And it, you know what this is? This is the good version of these are the voyages. This is a lower decks episode yeah. that's commandeered a strange new worlds episode. But it works because one, it's good, and two, it's not the series finale. So I, it works. I actually, I've been thinking about this, and I, I, I have really loved this episode. And yeah, I've been trying to think: is this the best crossover episode they've done so far? Probably, because crossover episodes have not been Star Trek's strong point, to be fair, much as we love them and we love Ooh. the idea of them. I'd the... like to put an argument against that. Sorry. Go on then. Tell me the best other crossover. It's all right. Relic. Fuck off. Wait. That's brilliant. Relics. Tell me Relics. Relics. Yes, Relics is very good. You're right. Relics is very good. Unification, I think shouldn't really have been a two-parter, to be honest. Yeah, but, like, then you get one part, which is spot-heavy. Like, that's quite yeah, a you do. thing now. You do. They use it as an excuse yeah. to do a two-part with a one part. Yeah, that basically. is what they did. Okay. But then um, ones yeah. like when they had Bashir pop up in TNG was totally pointless. That was a bit nothing, yeah. Um, I like um, <laughs> the one I can't remember its name. The no DS9 one where they get the original series Klingons back. Where they got uh, Trials and Tribulations. Yes, Blood, blood no. Earth. Try and trip trials and tribulations. Trials, uh, trials and tribulations is a brilliant crossover. Yeah, trials and tribulations is fantastic. Are you about, sorry, oh, you're talking about crossover. The but other. that that was uh, trials and tribulations was a crossover after the fact. Whereas this is, we've got two active shows. Let's do an actual crossover. Yeah, and I'm still but, saying, all oh, right, okay, they have to be active shows. This is the maybe one of the first ones then or one of the few then because a lot of them yeah and that's the thing they missed their opportunity to do it when they could have done it you know star trek had a multiverse and well not a multiverse but it had a huge big franchise and we should have had ds9 tng crossovers anyway yeah um so facebook user says i loved how the characters were like their animated ones the movements and the inflections and boneless script yes I think Boiler especially, uh, he, like, they both did great choices. So Boiler chose, and he's in more of it, so he got more options, more times when he could, he even did a Boiler walk at one stage. Like, yeah. that was my favourite moment. It's like, no way are you doing a Boiler walk. And it's so far-fetched, it's so ridiculous, but it just works. He pushed work. maybe more, whereas I think um, with uh, um, Mariner, it's more like in her vocal inflections as opposed to a physical, like she doesn't yeah. do as big a movement as him, Yeah, but it works just fine. She can do such a thing with a little vocal, like a side. She, she has a really great way of like, when they're talking about like, 
oh my god five to be mapping's like oh she's got one of the old thingies you know like they used to do it like that and one of the yeah. things and and she's just commenting on stuff in the background like there's i love i like the little bit like when barnlippus gets there and they're looking at his his badge and they're going spock's analyzed it as a communicator as well and going what but i like how it flips open that's yeah, flipping up the yeah, best yeah, part. that's the best yeah, bit. that's the best part <laughs> That was great. I, I I just love it. The little bit of jealousy and the fact that can be the com badge from um uh from lower decks does mm -hmm. look quite cartoony and they made it look a little bit cartoony. Yeah, and the, the uniforms look a little bit more cartoony than we've ever yeah. seen a Starfleet uniform look. But they just they just pushed it enough that it's still like okay, I believe that's an, an eccentric thing that exists when it's in live action, but when it goes into animation, you get silly and even yeah. You get the Enterprise crew being the, able to be silly the, in that. Yeah, they managed to land it, which took oh, some credits. doing. The credits, for fuck's sake. Like, they get yeah. a little oh. alien tacking tac onto the... They did the titles. Yeah, and you've got the yeah. little alien tacked onto the um, the cell. And, and yeah, I, I love the fact that. that when it comes off, when it comes off, it's in a very orderly, very kind of nice manner, because that's how the Enterprise would do it, as opposed to the... Yeah. And did you see the <laughs> koala... The uh, yes. the star constellations of the koala, which, as we yes. know, is like the guardian of the underworld yes. or whatever it is in the Star Trek the, universe. The, uh, the koala is the ultimate um, afterlife guardian of the universe. Yeah, it does seem to me, which but, I'm still that, counting that as Star Trek like, canon. Like I was watching it oh, yeah. in the and the animation on that type, the like to it was great the, to redo the entire title sequence. Frame for frame as a cartoon instead mm. of what you you've done was it was it was just beautifully done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it was, was really, really. really was like and... when, when you realised because it took it like you saw it and you go, I think that's a cartoon, and then yeah, they determine which it was. was, and it's like it is a cartoon. <laughs> it was because it starts with the buzzard, doesn't it? So you're always a bit confused. Yeah, stuff which is CGI'd anyway. So oh, that was something oh, I forgot to mention last episode, sorry, was at the right at the start of the previous episode, we see the buzzard collectors collecting buzzards. And it, is that, I know that's not what they do, but like, is that the first time we've actually seen the buzzard collector doing what it does? No. Because they always mention them and we've always known what they do. No, Star Trek Insurrection with the right. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So and, and, uh, and in um, the Next Generation episode with the Packlets, where they uh, used the Crimson Shield. You're right. You know what? They, they do it most weeks. I've just not been paying <laughs> enough attention. It's rarely um, used, though. I'm with you. I barely watch I know Star what, Trek. I, I, I don't know, know why I do this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, what I really like about the way they structure the episode is that we knew we were getting Boimler and Mariner, but it starts with just Boimler, and they milk all the comedy and everything out of just Boimler. And then they throw Mariner into this mix and you get almost like Boimler takes on this role of, I was here first, I know what the rules are. No, I've already done something with Spock. I've already talked to them about that. And it's almost like he's trying to, but of course it's not going to work because it's Mariner, you know, we yeah, know. He's trying to, to one-up it, isn't he? That I've already yeah. done that. I've, I've already worked with Spock 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So I really enjoy how they decided to structure it like that. It's almost bang on the halfway point that we get Mariner as well. Um, my favourite bit, I think, with Boimler is where he says, well, we could track that ship. How about I do it and you all look the other way? Like, we can't <laughs> do that, can we? I love and then it's just got a shot of them. It's it's Pike going like hell. I'm going to go with it. Like I do love that. Pike's like fuck it. What am I going to do with this kid? Yeah, I like Pike's attitude. Just seems to me. I need to get this guy off my ship as soon as possible. So possible. It's like he cannot help himself with what's happening in the future. Like. Like, you can tell straight, as soon as Boimler gets there, he's fucking up, because he's like, you're paid, you're fucked. Yeah. And it's like... And could you, you, could you stop all dropping all these um, things about the future? <laughs> By Wolf's honour, I will. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. It does make me wonder, go, going back to the Chapel and Spock thing, like, does, does Boimler create, like, a, a grandfather paradox by That's saying to Chapel, Spock needs to be the logical version. And if that's what prompts the dissolution of their relationship and Spock becoming logical. So effectively, is Boimler the creator really? of Spock of as Spock. we know him? You know, I did, I did think when, I, when we were midway through the episode, I thought it's like, oh, God damn, all he's got to do is do nothing for the future to happen the way he knows. Then I was like, Oh, the episode though, Trials and Tribul Tribulation, the episode which yeah. is living, because that very short scene gave us so much about time travel. Because it goes like, Are you saying this is predestination paradox? Are you saying that you were always meant to travel back? Like they give about three or four yeah. different types of time travel, yeah. saying there are different rules of time travel just within Star Trek. That opens up the box so wide for different stories and stuff. Yeah. It's brilliant. I, and I it brings do... up again here. Yeah, the idea that Boimler, of all people, could be one of the most pivotal figures in all yeah. of in all, Star in Trek history, history, I find very amusing. Well, well, this episode, again, is dripping with kind of like, um, it just, it, it breaks in Star Trek um, morals, which I think actually Lower Decks is one of the mm. best ways for doing. Because they, right at the beginning, you've got Tandy talking about uh, being um, like scientists coming from yeah. Orion. Mm -hmm. That gets paid off, and that gets uh, given so much respect. Such a Star Trek message: don't pigeonhole by someone, don't judge a book by its cover, don't think that's all something can be. Which is quite funny because in the original series, that's all. Like it usually, species were one thing. You're worried, yeah, yeah. You so it expands that even like, further. And they've like... also got they've also got sorry, um, when they're um when they're in the uh, future, like with the idea of Boiler has made this difference as you say the smallest of us can make the biggest difference classic star trek message and such a huge profound one to mm -hmm. be said in such a small way potentially depending on what they do with it. like what was i say? i was gonna say about Tandy though with that being a scientist and we do see her mother was a scientist and she's right but she goes who do you think make the made the spaceships who who designed them of course yeah. we've got to have scientists to have warp drive and all these other things. You can't just be pirates. To Can get I ask out a question there. about that? Because the the pirate scientist guy at the end. Now, honestly, when I've been watching this a couple of like first time I watched it, I think I was might have still definitely still had the aura morph in my system. And the second couple of times I've had quite a few strong pain colours going on. So I might have missed something. 
he right at the end goes, that's all I ever wanted. Does he ever say that he wants Orion's to be more scientifically minded? I, did I miss this scene every day? No, no, but he, but he does say, he does say right at the start with Pike that we're a science vessel. Yeah, he claims that, but uh, then uh, it seems to be subterfuge. But, but yeah, but, but doesn't... no, no, but you have Tandy as well at the beginning, and she's going. Everyone assumes the Ryan's a pirate. No, no, I know, I know. Scientists. But then he, then but he then, does something. But then, right at, but then, right at the end, it's like when Pike goes, "Yeah, we can put to history you did find the portal and be recognised as a scientist who found it." Mm. And it, and and he goes, "Yeah, that's all I wanted." I think yeah, maybe that's that that yeah, yeah, but, but then, but but that those don't take like. They I think maybe he. I think maybe he steals the portal because he wants to claim that he's discovered it and they take that to be an act of piracy. What I'm saying is, though, you don't tie yeah. that together. So, like, this is my very, like, trust me, I love this episode, but this, I think, is a weaker point because, yeah, you've said, like you said, Tandy at the beginning does set it up that uh -huh. uh, there must have been scientists. You got him going off with a thing and then coming back. I just would have liked the line for him. To I say, know what like, you mean. Yeah, I, it, it I, does actually, look... I did that out of desperation because I'm sick and tired of no one believing. Yeah, that. it does look like he acts very piratey in the middle of the episode, yeah. certainly. And they don't explain that. They don't. He also looked very. Or... It looked very Ming the Merciless to me. <sighs> if they did a live action version <laughs> of Defenders of the Earth where Ming's green, the, I think this guy would be. They've done with the. Orion's what they did with the Ador Andorian scene, mm. Discovery, and the, a darker green than we it used. It is to. a darker green, yeah. I, d I don't it's a darker think... and glossier green. I don't think it's as bad as when we saw them the first time in Discovery and they were way too green, but yeah. But yeah. yeah, I missed the... Um, I wish there was a bit more... Traditional. I did really love it, like they had a scene on the ship like, where they had some... Um, um, uh, and Andorians. Andorians. They had some like they looked kind of like a bit of a crossover between the classic Andorians and how they've done them. Yeah, more CGI, but the it was look, all practical effects. It was just so look, nice when they're walking better. past. But they, they yeah. as Andorians, they look so much better than what we saw in Discovery last season. Yeah, they did. No, no, I'm saying what I'm saying is though they were just so um, just there, <clears> and they were just look practical effects. Again, it, they made it look a bit more pretty than in, in the original series, but essentially they looked like the original series. It was just yeah, really yeah. Scene going past. Uh, I wanted that from the um, from the uh, Ryan's. Yeah, well, a bit more of that. it's like Enterprise kept the same color for Andorians as what we saw in the original mm -hmm. series. Yeah, but and, they had the... and then Discovery completely changed it to dark, to dark, glossy blue. But now they've turned it back and come back to what we used to. I wonder. In the Enterprise, I found the moving antenna, independently move antenna, a bit distracting. Like, if there's, you know, I don't want to get too much into discoveries. We're going to be talking about the final season of it quite soon. Uh, well, early next year. But I do wonder if a lot of the hate of it, and I'm not saying that there's no legitimate criticisms of the plot or the acting or whatever. But if aesthetically Discovery would have looked like Strange New Worlds, I wonder how much warmer the fan base would be to it. Yeah, if they hadn't done like completely different Klingons straight Because, yeah, that, that was like just that. insane. I don't know why it they just did that. It just jarred people. 
I did, and I don't understand it. No. I can understand it from a I can I can understand it from a creative point of view that you've got new makeup artists thirty years on from when it was done last yeah. time and want to put their own spin on it. And let's be fair, in um, Into Darkness, the Klingons were redesigned in that, and I don't think they look. And they were shit. But they weren't as radically. They weren't as radically different as Discovery. No, they, I think I, the. Into darkness ones, you still go, yeah, yeah. they're Klingons. But they were smoothed out to high bug. Like yeah. they just basically had little points where they had <laughs> earrings. It was weird. It was. Yeah, weird. it was weird. Anyway, we'll um, but I like we'll that. cover I like, discovery I like when that it comes the, back. Yeah, I do. That they, they, they've gone. No, they, yeah, we, we made some very bad design choices either. there. Let's get let's get it back on track. Anyway, yeah. um, well, I think you I think you might have a good point there with if it looked like what Strange New Worlds, it might yeah. take. I think it probably would have been Better anyway. So there's so many little lines and things like that that we could pull out, but uh, like there's just some great stuff, like the the whole thing with oh he's got a he's got a poster of you, what a pin up poster, like well it's a poster that's pinned up and number I, one's I, I worried. Was the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love believe it's, like, it's classic like, Mariner not even trying like, to make I just like I just like number one's reaction to this. No, I don't want to know. Yeah, because <laughs> she's only. Know. But this is one of two things. She's either thinking somebody's found them sexy shots that I did and made a poster, or she's thinking in the future I'm clearly going to do some sexy poster shot you know so so what's going on in her head at that that point is she like so i'm either gonna do that or yeah or, or, or this fake hollow technology is gonna oh my face oh my my face has been superimposed onto something. i was gonna say yeah you can do that now pretty well i mean um also i do love the fact that when they're in in lower decks at the end of the episode and they've got Jerry O'Connell goes past and goes hottest first episode ever first day yeah first officer ever which is how his wife and yeah, yeah that's a nice little uh can we also just um talk briefly about uh the enterprise crew fanboying over the nx yes enterprise crew now, yeah this is, very now, good this is, now this was brilliant because all the way through we've had the enterprise crew or the yeah our, our enterprise crew of being sort of like, what is up with them and the fanboying over us? And then as soon as they start talking about the NXO one, they're all doing the fanboy thing. Yeah, it's really good. I do well, like that uh, line earlier on where they say, are their references oddly specific? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they are. And um, and even then, it's we know exactly which episode they're referring to. It's Deep Space Nine uh, past tense. Uh, yes. <laughs> like that, that specific reference in there. But uh, the only thing I thought was a bit I mean, this is totally real, kind of in the weeds. But at the end, where they call it's called uh, those old scientists. And why mm. do you keep them calling TOS there? It's like because because those old scientists. But it's like surely the initials have been strange new worlds because it's strange new worlds. We're not in the original well, series. Well, it kind of well, just no, because that was the new, that was brought up in a yeah. They've done that joke already, haven't they? Low, yeah, it's it, that's actually re, it's related to a lower decks joke from. A couple of seasons ago, where they were looking at um, the pictures of the animated series of Kirk. And yes, Scott. they were. Maybe and it's they were, just and they, were, and they referred to them as uh, 
them all scientists for TOS. Maybe. Yeah, but I'm saying there should have been one before that, which is the SMW, like the scientists. Oh, whatever, like you know, it what I mean? gets hard, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, oh, come on, give me like uh, half an hour. I, I could come up with something with for SNW to stand for, right? Well, you can post that on the Facebook group in half an hour when you've come up with it. Uh, my head canon is that maybe when they talk about the TOS era, they mean the 23rd century, maybe. Yeah, yeah I just, don't know. it would have been interesting to have it like expanding the joke to a strange new. Yes, world. It, it would have but, been. Yeah, I did yeah, but, think that but, for a second. Yeah. yeah, but the joke has been explained in Lower Decks previously. So Lower Decks is doing its typical thing mm -hmm. of referencing other episodes, which it does a lot. Yeah, but I mean, here they're referencing one of the entire title is referencing one of Lower Decks' previous ah, jokes in an episode. You want Slade to return? In its own town, and then he goes like, uh, "Oh yeah, why did, does he call it TOS? Like the uh, those old scientists? It's, it's just after the S and W. Like then you, yeah, that layer the joke, layer the joke. Come on, you can yeah, do. they could have done. Maybe they'll save that for the next one. You never know. We might get another crossover. It's this one's <laughs> been so successful. Like the one thing I thought was really strange, but I, I also really liked it was Boimler when he sat in the end. Um, Bar and Ortegas mm. and Chapel are just ribbing him. That's <laughs> fun because that it's like they're the lower decks of yeah. the Enterprise, and that so they're sort of drawn to him. But yeah, when they're winding him up, that's really good. <laughs> um, and they become Mar very cartoony in that, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, now, I think this is really clever because we've now got an explanation in canon. For why Lower Decks looks two-dimensional and cartoony compared to the rest of Star Trek. What, because they're all pissed on Orion? Yeah, because yeah. they start drinking that Orion drinking and they're going, why do I feel two-dimensional? And <laughs> The guy playing Mbenga. And his, I think that's really cool. The, the guy called Mbenga is like, what is this stuff? He gets a wonderful cartoon reaction. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, but it's I just nice. Think that's really clever that they put they put a canon reason. Why yeah, they have. Next looks like a, a cartoon compared to all the overseas series. That's it, and it's one of them. Like, you know what? It'd be fun to finish it with them in the cartoon, even though it don't make perfect sense. But let's just do it because it's no, a bit just, of fun. Just on that stuff, I like the fact that I, was thinking, I don't. For me, I didn't yeah, think it was like funny it that, on the whole of Strange like New, of uh, Lower Decks, but I thought in Strange New Worlds it worked. For yeah. Me. Little NC. Yeah, it, it, it's that thing that because Marino had introduced them to Andorian Hurricanes earlier in the episode. Yeah, was, but, but you've, you've not yeah. actually got any in Andorian so and so, so and so. I can't remember what exactly what we called it. And then at the end, it's uh, it, the captain give us a bottle and we're drinking this, but we feel like cartoons now. <laughs> and why does yeah. my arm do this? My arm shouldn't be waving like this. Here's my challenge then to the producers of Strange New Worlds. What you need to do in a future episode is have one character who's drunk on it and just have them animated in the background. Just have somebody in the back at the bar drinking it as an animated character. And don't yeah. even draw attention to it. Just drop just, it in in the background. Just, 
Oh, no, yeah. on the way past they order Hurricane, on the way back past they're a cartoon. Yeah, they're a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the internet will explode, but you know what? It'll be funny. It'll be I mean, a little, least, it'll be a little Easter egg that's playing. Yes, this is now canon that you you feel like a cat yeah. when you drink this shit. And which there's obviously the the lower decks crew or the foreign low like it, it begs the question. Is it because Tandy's in Orion, so she's got all the four, all the four friends drinking these Orion? <laughs> so your theory so, now is that they're drunk all the time. So, so it's only these four that are actually seeing the world as a cartoon. Right, okay. <laughs> I like it. We're getting very meta, but I'm up for that. Although, I, I'm just going to say, I'm just, I'm really glad they're paying off, which I, I've been saying it since Star Trek 2009. Where you've recast, sorry, excuse me. Okay. Where you've recast um, the original series, that's a perfect time where you could just have so many uh, choices of uh, people coming back and forward through time, mm-hmm. from original series to next generation, you know, all the way through. And finally, the same payoff. It would actually be really nice for them to do it on a non-active show. Why not have them uh, in live action going to Deep Space Nine? Why not have them yeah. going to Next Generation? Like, God, for God's sake, I've said it so many times, it's still true. Frakes, when he's around directing, he'll quite happily step in front of the camera. You've got uh, uh, Marina says always happy to come back. Like, you can at least yeah. get those two in if no one else. Like, it's it, there's so many opportunities for like, backwards especially- time travel where we know what the future is. Or yeah, future, like them going to the future especially and the future when, we know. Especially when they've just gone to all the expense of rebuilding TNG sets. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't really that get... You actually use training. them again more than just the one thing. You've got even, all these other shows running. Can we do anything with this set as well? Yeah, that would be Because even now, even now we've had them going... Uh, it's still them going to the past. Convention still seems to be them going to pass unless it's to a future we don't know. It'd be really nice for them to go to a future we know. Now we've got that as an option. Yeah, that would be really cool. And why have we never seen that yet? It's it's kind of frustrating to me. We're at a really good point in Star Trek now where we could do that. So yeah, Yeah. that that's what we want next. Then we want a trip to a future that we've already seen. Yeah, and And we want to see how you do it. Especially a set that we've just had rebuilt, like you can do it on. If that yeah. happens to be there, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> That'd be really good. And and yeah, Captain Pike could really appreciate the Enterprise D bridge because it's got like the ramps at the sides instead of steps. So that's yeah. like future proof <laughs> for him. And apparently Bluetooth is brilliant for his little bleep bleeps. There you go. Right. I think we'll wrap it up then. Uh we will be back next week now that well, I know we have got a new episode. Um and if you want to get in touch with us, we're retrekpod at gmail.com. We're at retrekpod on X. And you can find us on all of the socials. Elliot's got Retrek Model Studios running on YouTube, where he's building all sorts of stuff. And I'm still working on the Ferengi shuttle. Still working on the Ferengi shuttle. I've got Kingy's Toy Box on YouTube, which is me just basically looking at toys. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, still the latest video up. Um, and Dr. Squee, what we haven't talked about this actually, is the Dr. Squee show running? Are you on hiatus? Uh, 
It was on hiatus last week. We'll have to see how it goes next week. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to see some manner of show. It's a lot easier coming on and doing this because there's three of us and I can just be quiet for a minute and just uh, ride them pain. Uh-huh. So uh, it depends on how I'm doing by next week, to be frank. Uh, but hopefully, I'll be able to put on some show. Uh, 7 to 8 uh, sw20radio.co.uk or but uh, just very quickly in the meantime if you don't mind guys uh, King was very nice enough um, unfortunately due to my accident I haven't been able to work uh, uh, for a little bit and I I had another issue with another job which I won't get into prior to this so I'm already behind a bit financially if you can spare any pennies gofundme.com slash go slash go sorry go dash find dash squee because, like, I'm on a journey to find myself again. Yeah, it's not that I typed it in wrong no, the first time. No. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read. I, it's like, it's the search for squee. The it's it's the search for squee. Basically, is what we're talking about. Here. Yeah. Uh, so while I'm trying to make myself whole again, my physio starts tomorrow. So uh, wish me luck for that. Uh, if you can spare any pennies, thanks. And yeah, the the link to that is on the the Retrek Facebook group as well. So um, I yeah. really hate to ask, but it. Um, yeah, all happened at a rather bad time. It did indeed. But thank you for making it back and joining us this week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's good, good to have you back on the yeah, show. Nice Hopefully you, you will be fighting fit for next week. Um, thanks for trekking with us this time, and we will see you all next time on the retrek. Thank you. Goodbye. LLAP and drag off. Fascinating.